You got fun facts, Jason, for the burning? Sure. I'll, I'll mention the documentary and and what uh, allegedly happened on the set of the burning. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so that's the operative word. Yeah, I suppose. Although I don't know how alleged it really is. It seems like more of just a fact. At what point does it stop being alleged? <laughs> I don't know. I guess after, you know, like 70, 80 women, it does. <laughs> but like, this is before all that. Like, Bill, Bill Cosby <laughs> was convicted. Of limitations? Bill Cosby was convicted. Years. So, for that one instance, we don't have to say allegedly, but for all the other 90 women, we still do. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> for legal purposes, <laughs> as McGruber would say. I should say allegedly for legal purposes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back. This Thank is you. WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today, Mr. Positivity, Brett. What? What? Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm a Christian, and you ain't gonna sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? For those of you that can't see, I raised the roof on that. <laughs> it was pretty positive, <laughs> I confirm. <laughs> also joining us, Mr. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Jason's a legend, Jimmy. A legend. Still didn't get that new clip? I keep saying you can use that other one I gave you. Yeah. I'll find something. The one that's something else. The one that didn't get deleted with everything else. Every time. <laughs> All right. Today, we are in a transitional period. We are ending the summer of summer, <laughs> transitioning into our horror extravaganza with The Burning from 1981. Let you clarify what we're transitioning from into <laughs> the summer of summer because it gets confusing out there these days. <laughs> it's 2018. You never know. We're transing into our horror extravaganza. <laughs> we're easily, I just made a new word. We're easily confused here. <laughs> um, so let's get down to brass tacks. Like I said, it's from 81, it was directed by Tony Malum. Starring Brian Matthews as Todd, Leah Ayers as Michelle, Brian Backer as Alfred. He played uh, Mark Ratner on Fast Times at Ridgemont High just so, a year later. So I read one of the IMDb trivias was mm -hmm. that there are two cast members named Brian. <laughs> wow. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> it's a pretty fun fact. 
Yeah. I didn't see how many people thought that was interesting, but it'd <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> be funny if it was like thirty six out of forty two. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Brian. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh also starring Larry Joshua as Glazer or Glazer. Zero out of five found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I wish you would say who put it up there, because they should be publicly shamed. Mm-hmm. Also starring Jason Alexander as Dave. He's a real comedian. In the, George in the, Costanza himself. In the movie, he's a real comedian. With a full head of hair. Real interested in his, his cabin mate's masturbatory practices mm-hmm. to a <laughs> pretty uncomfortable level. It seems like he like documents it for <laughs> <Right>? himself. <laughs> like he's he's marking their progress. By <laughs> <laughs> well, the end of the summer, I want you guys last in like a minute and a half. Or does he do uh, uh, quantity? They're like I oh, want eight times in a six-hour period. And he's naming world champions and shit. We'll get to it later, but he's got a spreadsheet with everybody's favorite porn mag and it's it's 81 so he's got to handwrite that spreadsheet yeah um, not effort going into gets that gets the graph paper out it kind of reminds me of uh, jim jeffries he used to be on a podcast called talking shit okay. and he left it after around 100 episodes but it was him and eddie ift who's another comedian and then this random guy that his story's weird he's like a drifter basically that became friends with him Okay. <laughs> it was on the podcast. But anyways, one of the earlier episodes, they had a jerk-off contest to who could come the quickest. And so, like, somebody, it was between those three. So they all ran upstairs, and somebody was, like, you know, commentating. Like, well, not, I mean, they they went into separate rooms and whatnot. Okay. And so, you know, giving progress updates. Like, he's yelling up. You can hear people yelling in the background. And. Jeffries is always talking about how he can he can do it like drop of a hat he can get right. business done yeah and so he he did win he was the fastest down like they came down they had to bring it down in a bag <laughs> so yeah Jim Jeffries star of comedy with Jim Jeffries show is that what it's called yeah on Comedy Central yeah. For, formerly of uh, legit Eagle, yeah yeah he was on that was like two seasons yeah um. So yeah, you can listen to him, listen to his progress of masturbating on that podcast. I just remember he had a like a HBO or a Showtime special where he told a pretty graphic story about uh, getting a vibrating egg stuck in his ass for several days, and all of the things he tried to do to get it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're straying a bit from the uh, yeah. He did a lot of coke. Of <laughs> Long story short, a lot of coke. Um, back to the burning. This movie's kind of known for like three, it's known for three things. I would say one is the cast, because like I said, Jason Alexander, also Fisher Stevens as Woodstock, and Holly Hunter is also in here. She plays Sophie, although she has only just a couple of like lines. You don't really hear her talk. And I believe she was... uh, asked about this movie a few years back and she didn't even remember being in it but well i don't know imdb said that uh she remembered it fondly oh did it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they asked her after the weinstein news came out maybe which was... is the second thing that this movie is kind of famous for is that it was the first movie 
created and produced by Harvey Weinstein and Miramax. Mm-hmm. So this was story by him and Tony Malum, the director, and Brad Gray for the original story, and then Peter Lawrence and his and Harvey's brother Bob did the screenplay. But you know, produced by Harvey. Say so his name's all over this. And this is Miramax, which is really weird to see for a 1981 film. Because you just kind of associate Miramax with all the 90s stuff that they did. Yeah. And in, yeah. I, in hindsight, it's got Harvey Weinstein written over <laughs> many of the, many of the scenes in the movie. Yeah, probably the rapiest many, movie I've ever seen. <laughs> many yep. of the characters really remind you of Harvey. It makes Very me wonder so. which did he like choose a character that he was you know was kind of representing him or was he just putting pieces of him in all of them? I, I think it was all. <laughs> well, there, there really I, wasn't like I think he a put good pieces of character. I think metaphorically he put his pieces of himself in all the male characters and then probably literally in yeah, all the more literally. <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing this movie is known for is Tom Savini did the special effects and makeup, which is pretty phenomenal in here. Mm-hmm. Agreed? He's always good. You like the you like the Tom Savini special effects? Sure, sure. They are pretty fantastic, as always. And this is right in his heyday. Early 80s, Tom Savini at the top of his game. Yep. Uh, go back to the cast a little bit. Ned Eisenberg plays Eddie. Like, I think, let's see, I have him down as... Eddie's the rapiest guy in the movie. Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. followed closely by Glazer. Agreed. Followed by Alfred after that. Alfred, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's more of a creeper than a rape guy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Distant third, but. <laughs> he's more of a peeping Tom than anything. Yeah. yeah. Eddie is. Still a sexual assaulter. Eddie is genuinely scary. He's probably <laughs> the scariest part of this movie. <laughs> Eddie is probably the closest to Harvey. Harvey's like, Eddie is me. In my fantasy world, that's how I want. Uh-huh. Uh, he's in the movie Last Man Standing, which was a remake of A Fistful of Dollars slash a remake of um, Yojimbo. Okay, he actually uh, gave the credit to Akira Kurosawa because Sergio Leone was sued by Akira Kurosawa and won because hmm. they kind of just lifted the story from Yojimbo. But uh, yeah, Last Man Standing stars Bruce Willis as like the Clint Eastwood character, but it's in like uh, prohibition era, um, Southwest. Okay. Kind of the desert. Um, I believe it's prohibition area. It's, it is early 1900s, but I think it's prohibition because there's two rival, like m- rival mob gangs that are running booze. So it's gotta be prohibition. And, uh, yeah, he gets, you know, he plays both sides, but, uh, this Ned Eisenberg guy was the leader of one of the families and he was a real piece of shit in there. <laughs> I think Christopher Walken was his right hand man in that movie. He had a scar across his throat cause he was cut there and he has a gravelly voice. His name was Hickey. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's a decent movie to check out. But anyways, back to the cast, just a couple more names. Lou David plays Cropsey. So got to shout him out. And that's about it. I noticed in the credits there was a person with a funny name who was the executive in charge of production, Corky Burger. It's <laughs> an awesome name. <laughs> so I had to make note of that because <laughs> I'm a Corky Burger. That's a funny name. Yeah. So 
I'll just say a storyline here before we get into it. I'm not going to read the whole plot synopsis throughout it. I think this one's simple enough we can kind of tell it in order. Um, a former summer camp caretaker, horribly burned from a prank gone wrong, lurks around an upstate New York summer camp bent on killing the teenagers responsible for his disfigurement. Classic revenge tale. Right. And somehow he's the bad guy. <laughs> they burn the shit out of him and he's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. This movie isn't very sensitive to burn victims. <laughs> no, no. And not so much. Not um, at all. Yeah, because the, the you mentioned the trailer. Um, so I bought the Shout Factory Blu-ray, which Shout Factory is always great. Always has a lot of special features and whatnot. And always, you know, pristine picture and audio. Well, I wasn't going to play the trailer, original trailer from it, but the audio is not updated, so it's mm. kind of crackly and not really worth it. But you mentioned how it was kind of like uh, the Grindhouse trailer, Don't. Yeah, a little do, bit. Do you remember who did Don't? Was that? I think it was Edgar Wright. Okay. Yeah, Edgar Wright did that. But the the Don't trailer was based on a different movie's trailer, mm-hmm. but the burning was very similar because they'd, uh, they'd say... You plan on going to camp this summer? Don't. <laughs> Do you want to go canoeing? Don't. Want to go yeah. swimming? Don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do anything. Don't Pretty leave much. your house. It's not safe out there. <laughs> Do you want to see this movie? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get into it here. The prologue takes place at Camp Blackfoot, mm-hmm. which was the original camp. That kind of closed up. Do you anybody hear what the name of the new camp is? Do you have it written down anywhere? I didn't catch it. I wrote down Stonebrook, but I think it's actually Stonewater. Okay, one of the two. But a camp Blackfoot, five years prior, or a little over five years prior to the events that take place in this film, there's a bunch of kids that want to take revenge on this caretaker, who's apparently a big drunk and just beating kids willy nilly. Did they say that that he was beating people in the campfire was, story? I he think was he threatening. Says? He was threatening them with his uh, garden shears constantly. <laughs> yeah, or like the kids in the beginning say, uh, "Yeah, they beat that one kid for no reason. Just beat yeah. the hell out of her." It was a real asshole. Mm. He kind of deserved it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we talked about how, how he's a victim and shit, but he's still the bad guy. Yeah. Well, he kind he kind of is a bad guy mm-hmm. even before they burned him. So, yeah, and it's. Not even, I mean, it is their fault that he got burned, but it's also not because what they, their plan was to, they snuck in and they were going to place this skull with, with worms on it that was yeah. right next to his bed. And then they snuck outside and they were banging on his window to scare right, him and wake him the up. the candles in the eye socket. Right. Yeah, there were candles in there for ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> but that camp. Add a little romance to it. <laughs> that, that camp did not give a shit about fire safety. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking caretaker's keeping a huge can of gasoline right next to his bed. Was that? And I, I don't didn't know. Even what, notice that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his uh, his sheets and stuff were made out of, but they went up quick. Yeah, like yeah. less than half a second. That whole bed is covered in flames. But yeah, then then there was the because he I freaks guess, he freaks out and he knocks the skull onto his bed, which yeah. was near the table, but still, it's it's just kind of like, oh, how did you fucking pull that <laughs> off? Right, and then. Burst into flames, burst, yeah. and then a few seconds later, you see that gas can that's right next to the bed, and that thing goes off. He, yeah, the first thing he does is getting out of bed is he kicks over the gas can. It's <laughs> everywhere. It just sprays everywhere. I mean, he does live in his shed where he keeps that <laughs> shit, but... 
You'd think you wouldn't keep the gas right next to the yeah, bed. There are better places to keep it. <laughs> that can't be the first time he's kicked it over either. I mean, yeah. at that placement. And if he's a drunk, he's going to be knocking it over every night, getting into bed. <laughs> I'm sure he is. But he, uh, yeah, he's, he becomes engulfed in flames, runs out of the cab and screaming. All the kids are horrified. And he does not stop, drop, and roll. No, he, he just... He's just well, flailing he, his he arms kind of and falls and rolls at some point right? in, into the lake. Finally, of, yeah, when he gets yeah. to the top of the hill, he just trips or something. <laughs> but he uh, he found time to put on like coveralls and a helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they showed <laughs> they showed a lot of detail on that helmet. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, the Blu-ray really updated that picture so we can see the the stunt man yeah. who becomes burn victim number one. <laughs> He uh he has a helmet and some other protective gear that makes him look a bit bulkier as well. Mm. So you can tell he's wearing a, a big helmet. Mm. But I'm sure in the original release it didn't look as obvious. Right. Well, I actually didn't watch the Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, I didn't give you the DVD because I had the Blu-ray to try and record clips yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I found it somewhere else, but it was still pretty obvious. Yeah, it's a helmet. Yeah. Well, that's a remastered DVD. <laughs> this isn't like a VHS copy. Mm. Or the theatrical 35 millimeter print before it's been cleaned yeah. by Shout Factory. Kind of like Criterion. At first, I uh, I thought it was a different person. Or like a completely different person. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where are we now? Did somebody else get lit on fire? <laughs> <laughs> somebody staying with him in the bunk? <laughs> Who is that guy? Was he driving a race car? <laughs> yeah, so he takes entirely too long getting into the lake. You think if he would have just jumped in the lake immediately they wouldn't have needed a a big helmet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. could have avoided that but it was it was probably good what 15 20 seconds that he yeah. was just flailing around <laughs> yeah and... just walking around in circles <laughs> shit on fire <laughs> yeah, a little budget what are you gonna do right then the kids are just like Whoa, they just run off what the fuck nothing happened <laughs> let's get out of here nobody talk about this so he's somehow found maybe it just is blood-curdling screams woke everybody else in camp and they they made found it, it they made it sound like uh nobody went to look for him and then he mm-hmm. just like found his own way to the hospital yeah <laughs> at the hospital um that orderly guy he is really pumped about burn victims and how disfigured they are he looks like a freak <laughs> yeah. man you gotta see this <laughs> he has some weird fetishes i feel like and he's trying to explain it all to the doctor. Like, you haven't seen shit like this before. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a real, like, like life monster. He's like a regular Big Mac. <laughs> Burnt to a crisp. <laughs> so excited. No, you really have to see this. Makes him fall all the way into the burn victim unit. Right. And then... It's like, you're lucky it's 81, because uh, I, I don't think that would fly these days. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls back the curtain and crops his arm disfigured mangled arm grabs him which is right. pretty sweet that's pretty sweet makeup right there yeah and then they cut to five years later yeah actually they cut to oh. credits yeah is they it do. five years later when cropsy walks out of the hospital yep yeah and okay. i have a clip here this is the doctor explaining how he's basically fucked <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why they kept him there for five years like after skin, you they just the, kept on trying skin, skin graft after yeah, skin graft. After you listen to the clip, it's just like, why was he there for five years? And if he was there for five years, <laughs> why did they just let him go then? Yeah. Fuck it. Try five more. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. All right. Here he is. 
It's been a long struggle, but now that you've regained your strength, it's time for you to leave. Considering how badly you were burned, you're lucky to be alive. The first few months outside will be the hardest. We're sorry. The skin grafts just didn't take. There's nothing more we can do for at least six months. I know you still resent those kids, but try not to blame anyone for what happened. It was an accident. Purely an accident. You've got to forget your hatred. Control your feelings for revenge. Anger and resentment won't bring back the past. You know that. You may find it difficult at first to adjust to a normal life again. But with time, you will adjust. I guess the rage has just been building up for five <laughs> years, and they can tell. Yeah, but now he's got his strength back, so, you mm-hmm. know. Let's see if I can, you know, spit some games with some hookers. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing it was just because he wanted to see what reaction he'd get That's from a, f- a lady of the evening yeah. or a lady in general to mm-hmm. his horribly disfigured self. Well, it was, it was nice of them to get him a, a big, long coat <laughs> and a hat to cover himself up mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And, I mean, he meets this prostitute. She immediately takes him upstairs, even though he's creepy as fuck, not saying anything. Well, I don't just think a, she got a, a good shadowed look at figure. Him. Yeah, well, yeah, know. he's in the shadows and doesn't say anything. And come on up. <laughs> yeah. I got to make some money. You mind making it quick? Let's yeah. go. Let's move it. And, and you know, she was really cheap because she takes him to, his, to her apartment mm-hmm. instead of to a hotel room. Yeah. Because. You know, and well, she maybe she thought she'd have more control in her own place. And she don't got a pimp, so I guess yeah. you know, easy pickings. And so he pretty much just immediately grabs the scissors and stabs her, because she kind of turns around after he still continues to not say anything, and he turns off the light, and she just starts screaming. Although looking well, back at it, he was wearing not just a hat and the trench coat, but he had some sort of bandana or something covering it looked like his face was completely covered hmm. so well i don't think she screamed until she saw his face yeah I yeah but so. that's the thing i don't think you ever see his face no right. not, i think that's not why she screen, started yeah. yeah i yeah. think they're trying to convey that she did but yeah. yeah i think they didn't want the audience to see it in passing during the struggle so they're just like we'll just cover it up <laughs> yeah. save it for later right but yeah, he kills her immediately and then it's off to the summer camp right <laughs> Just right away. I'm going to go lurk in the woods now. It's five years ago. All those kids are fucking gone. Like, what made them think that they were going to be there? It's a different camp, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, camp closed down. Well, I'm going to go back to this. It's like Jason. I just got to go back to Camp Crystal Lake every time. <laughs> Unless I'm going to Manhattan on vacation. <laughs> taking, a, taking a cruise ship from Illinois to, <laughs> to Manhattan. Somehow. And then ending up on the east side. It was Crystal Lake in Illinois. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was that or Ohio or something. It was Illinois. <laughs> well, right now it's kind of in Minnesota with that, you know, life-size Jason at the bottom of the Apparently lake. Apparently that's been there for several years. Oh, yeah? But uh, just kind of caught on about, I guess it went viral about a half a year ago. Yeah. Speaking of Friday the 13th, uh, allegedly the burning was written before Friday the 13th, so it was not a Friday the 13th ripoff. Mm. Friday the 13th was a burning ripoff. See, Mm. I agree with you there. However, this movie is also unique in that there is no final girl. It's a final guy. (laughs) And all the slashers, Friday the 13th, like all the slashers in the 80s, pretty much had a final girl. Jamie Lee Curtis was always the final girl in Mm. all the horror movies she was in. And all the franchises, there was always a final girl. 
and this one is a guy. <laughs> well, there are other survivors too. There but, are. But what it comes down to is the dumbass Alfred and Todd. Yeah, Todd's mm-hmm. girlfriend that goes to get help. She could kind of be considered a final girl, but she's not in harm's way. Um, well, think- Todd and Alfred go off. You know, she goes back to get help. And then she takes a boat back. She goes to get help and nobody believes her. Yeah. Well, the (laughs) cops come. They say they're taking a helicopter. Well, seeing as Harvey Weinstein wrote this, I I can believe why there aren't prominently featured female characters. Yeah, I guess. They're just kind of there as objects. (laughs) Pretty much. Objects to be assaulted. In fact. Go uh, figure. The first girl at camp that we see is just straight up shot of her ass as she's bending over. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they're playing softball and a girl hits it and she's running, but it's slow motion and she's obviously not wearing a bra. And then it's like zooming in on that and then the asses. And next scene in the shower, zooming in on the breasts yeah. and the ass. I mean, that happens in a lot of 80s movies, but this movie, like we've said, is the rape factor is right. at a 10. Like, it seems really rapey, the way they shot it. Like, I can't think of another 80s slasher that is like this in that way. Because a lot of the other slashers, when there's something like this, like, there's plenty of examples of douchebag guys, you know, trying to almost force a girl when she doesn't want to and things like that happen. But they're always seen as the assholes or the antagonists. And there's usually only one of them. Yeah. This one is like it's rare when there's four or five. <laughs> like some of them are considered good guys. Yeah, they're really like, like I said before, it's almost like there's no good characters in this movie. Todd is, I guess, the best of them, and but he's still like when Alfred is peeping in the next scene, right? He kind of brushes it off. You know, he doesn't give it enough. The, I know how you feel. I'm the same way. But. Yeah. It's like he doesn't treat it with the seriousness. You know, it kind of should have been. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, he was one of the ones that was responsible for Cropsy's yeah disfigurement. Right. Yeah, I just left that out because it wasn't sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of the guys are likable really in this whole movie. Is Alfred? I mean, even Alfred is supposed to just be like a creeper. The, the innocent, uh, you know, guy who's just, you know, kind of He's just nerdy getting picked on for looking at girls in the shower. You know, but yeah, he's he's peeping on girls in the shower. He's peeping on Glazer and uh, Sally fucking in the woods. Mm-hmm. He's just peeping on everybody. He follows them around constantly. Yeah, I don't know. He's He's got a thing for Sally, but it seems like uh, Glazer thinks that Alfred has a thing for him. Something like that. Uh, I have a clip here from that first scene with the softball scene. First lines of dialogue, pretty much, is Eddie talking to Jason Alexander about. I don't even know what's who her name. Was, was, was it, it Karen? Was it Karen? I think it was Karen. It must have been her. Yeah, Karen. Karen with the flat ass. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to think got, so. Got that eighties. Oh, look at that flat ass. That is a no sale. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I want it. I want it. I mean, you don't got to wrap it. You don't got to send it. Take it home now as is. Uh, you're crazy, man. That's a no sale. Hey, that's mine by divine right. Hey, divine that's prime meat. You ain't buying it. <
You're not doing anything tonight, right? Why? Who wants to know? I want you at the rec room at 8.30. Eddie! Just be here. What do you say now, sucker? You old smoothie, you're a devil, ain't you? Match, baby, match. <laughs> yeah, Jason Alexander is, I guess, the one guy who doesn't assault any of the right. any of the other women in any way. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, he's supplying the camp with the playboys and right. hustlers, yeah. and always asking about people beating off. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, you old smoothie, you. Because he, Eddie right. goes over there and he comes up from behind her, just grabs her ass immediately, and is <laughs> like, "What are you doing tonight?" He doesn't even say that. You're gonna he's, meet me. You're gonna meet me in the rec room. He doesn't even say what you're doing. What are you doing? He says, "Tonight you meet me in the rec room." <laughs> <laughs> but like even before that, he's talking. He's like saying, "Oh, I, I, you don't even have to wrap it up. I'll buy that right now and take it <laughs> home." And and uh, Jason Alexander is like. Oh man, <laughs> like, I don't think she's that kind of girl, man. <laughs> and Eddie's like, "It's my divine right." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I deserve it. <laughs> yep, Weinstein fingerprints are definitely on the screenplay. Yeah, yeah when I wa- <laughs> when I was watching this uh, and taking notes, I, I definitely wrote down Harry Weinstein wrote this <laughs> during that scene. Well, he, he gets the story by credit, <laughs> but his brother did the screenplay with that other guy. But he definitely wrote that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever you guys do with the screenplay, you make sure this scene <laughs> makes the final cut. Right. This needs to get in. So, yeah, the very next scene, Sally is Glazer's object of affection, and she's showering, and she gets these creepy vibes, hears noises, and finds out Alfred is peeping on her. You just hear a scream, and he runs out, and uh, he yeah. says he was just trying to scare her. To get back at Glazer. Right. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Yeah. Do you want to mention, too, that during that softball scene is when we see Cropsy's point of view just lurking in the woods. Well, was it Tiger? Why was you, Why is your name Tiger, first of all? Spends like, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Spends like five minutes looking for a softball mm-hmm. in the woods. And then so the next scene you think Cropsy is the one that's creeping in the shower. But it's just Alfred. Yeah. There were a lot of times like that. Like when, uh, what's his name? Uh, goes back to his bunk to get his vitamins. Yep. You yeah. know, and it's, you think it's Cropsy coming after him. Mm-hmm. And it's Todd. I was surprised at how long it took before someone actually got killed. Or even Cropsy actually, like, sh- showed up. Yeah, I know? mean, he kills the hooker right away. But then it's, right. it's past halfway through the movie before the next kill. Yeah. He was probably jerking off, but we'd have to check with Dave for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, so Alfred just gets a slap on the wrist. Todd is, I guess he's more understanding because he sees that Glazer and everyone's been, well, not everyone, but Glazer and some people have been picking on him. Yeah. And I guess he's remembering from, from his youth. Well, he says, he's got no, on, but. he says Alfred's got no friends. But then, very clearly, Alfred has friends. Yeah. He has three guys teaching him how to swim, or four guys. And how to jerk off. (laughs) (laughs) And the difference between lubricated rubbers and non-lubricated rubbers. More from Glazer, I guess. I like how Glazer got in Alfred's face. You know, Alfred got his talking to, and then he gets confronted by Glazer. And he's like, I'll beat you up and shit like that. And then Todd's like, well, why don't you pick up somebody your own size? And then Glazer just pisses off. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, Todd. Just having fun, Todd. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize a lot of Larry Joshua's work, but he is in Dance with Wolves and he plays an asshole. He plays Sergeant Bauer. If you remember from Dances with Wolves. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? I told you that the other day. Oh, that's right. Nobody has seen Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it won Best Picture, damn it. It's been on my DVR for six months. I <laughs> get to watch it. You should watch it before the next news episode that we do. So we'll talk about our trip. I'll watch, and... I'll watch that and then I'll watch the... 21st century version of it called avatar <laughs> yeah yes you will yes you will actually no you won't because you don't want to sit through avatar after that i tried watching it once and i fell asleep pretty early <laughs> uh so let's see the next thing i have i think the next thing they were uh at the lake right yeah and uh so playing pranks on the on the lake <laughs> Alfred can't swim, so the other guys, you know, George Costanza, Woodstock, and there was another random guy whose name was, uh, was like Fish or something? Yeah. It was the guy they gave the hustler to, I think. No. Woodstock got the hustler. That guy looked familiar, but I don't think he was in any other movies. Yeah. But they're kind of going to show him how to swim, and they dive in, and... Glazer ends up coming up behind him and pushing Alfred into the lake, to which, you know, he freaks out, as does everyone else, and this is what he has to say. Yeah, I'm crazy, and you better save him if you don't want him to drown. (laughs) (laughs) Just kept it obvious. You don't want him to drown. (laughs) Just a total meathead. I just just laughed so hard at that line. He's like, Sally, I'm going to come get you. Because they're at a diving, what do you call that, a diving platform on the lake? Something, yeah. I don't All know. the girls are sitting there sallying a bunch of the girls. And there's one one chubby girl. Yeah, well, there's, there's got to be one, the, <laughs> the duff. <laughs> she ends up pushing Glazer in the lake. Yeah, so she... After Glazer gets shot in the ass with an airsoft <laughs> rifle or whatever. Yeah, Pelican. that was weird, too. So he goes out there. It was so funny because he, he, he goes up the ladder... And he immediately just starts hiking up his shorts as far as they will go. <laughs> I know, right? They did not leave much of the imagination. Showing off yeah. the goods. There's less than a Speedo's worth <laughs> right. left. The way he was hiking them up. Mm-hmm. Girls look like mermaids up here. Yeah. <laughs> <Strutting around> <laughs> <around>. <laughs> then Dave won't take his shirt off, but he'll, uh, he'll moon <laughs> Glazer from across the lake. Yeah, they all moon him because they shoot him in the ass Yeah, with, like you said, like I was thinking, airsoft gun too, but that looked like I think it was almost like, like a real BB gun. That was a pistol. I think it was a BB gun, yeah. And they just shot him, and all the girls <laughs> are sitting there at eye level yeah. with his ass. So they <laughs> easily could have been shot in the face or eye. Yeah, that was a pretty good shot. Yeah, yeah. what's Fisher Stevens has got a pretty good aim. Mm-hmm. Didn't they say specifically to go grab him because he had like? So like, grab know. your grab your gun, and he just like pulls it out from behind him. I was like, where did the gun come from? <laughs> yeah. He didn't leave. Yeah. Well, then they were so afraid of Glazer coming to kill him, and then he doesn't do shit about it. Yeah. He gets pushed in by the girl, and they like, get ready it. to run. And instead of running, they moon him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, we forgot to touch on the conversation that Karen has with uh, their counselor. Oh, it was. Uh, God, I can't remember her name. 
This is the main one. Todd's girlfriend? Yeah, Michelle. So, yeah, Karen's talking to Michelle about Eddie and how scary he is. But uh, here, why don't you take a listen? Karen, Tom and I have been going out for years. You can't expect it to be the same with Eddie. You just met him. I know, but... Tiger! Stop it! Sophie, don't encourage her. I really like Eddie. But every time I think he's serious and I really start to get into him, he blows it. I've had it, so... Oh, Tiger, stop that. Sometimes he really scares me. It's true. It's got so I told the supervisor I didn't want to go on the overnight. Well, you're kidding. What did he say? He said if things got too heavy, I could come back to camp. Karen, I think that if you feel that badly about Eddie, you should just tell him you're not interested. I can't. See, sometimes I, I really like him. You better just get on with it then. Just just do it. <laughs> he scares me, but I kind of like him. Well, let's just get on with it. Shut up or put up, Karen. <laughs> God. You see, that's the thing with the characters in here. Even some of the women, you know, they're not very understanding, it seems like sometimes. <laughs> Even though she would just went to bat for her when she was um, reading the right act to Todd about going easy on Alfred. Right. Yet she's like, just quit complaining, Karen. <laughs> right. God, so immature. <laughs> Fucking Karen. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough that she doesn't want to spend the night in the same camp with him with other people <laughs> to the point where she had permission to go back to the main camp if things <laughs> got too heavy, <laughs> which is probably a red flag. Yeah. But sometimes I really like him. <laughs> We don't want to blame the victim, but, you know, in this case, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can blame her for being a little naive or stupid, but, yeah. He is Mr. Red Flag walking around camp. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Public enemy number one. Sometimes he just blows it. (laughs) Sometimes he just tries to rape me. I don't know. (laughs) I like him. There was that scene you were talking about. Um, where Woodstock went to go get something and Todd finds him. When Todd's looking at that other, uh, it wasn't a cabin, it was just a little shed. He opens it up and that bird immediately flies out. Yeah. That was a pretty sweet jump scare because that came out of nowhere and that was, uh, looked like a pretty great shot. Yeah. The bird flies immediately out. Like That's hard to do unless somebody was standing at the door and then threw the bird at him <laughs> when he opened the door. But... I digress. Uh, let's the, go to the next scene where George is uh, <laughs> dishing out supplies to his bunkmates. Yeah, the next thing I have down is cigarettes and porn. What kind <laughs> of camp is this? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's constantly smoking in here. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not where you want to send your children if you're a parent. It was the 80s. <laughs> Anything goes. I guess. They're probably all children of divorce. <laughs> Howdy-do, boys. What hey, are you doing? Whoa. Hey, He's under. He's up. He's in there. All 
guys are a real bunch of wimps, you know that? Looking at girly magazines. You guys make me sick. You ought to try the real thing sometimes, man. Let me tell you that. Ooh, we make you sick, do we, huh, Glazer? Well, then you won't mind paying the new market price for a bag of rubbers. Five bucks. I'll pay. You get me what I asked for? Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, huh? Absolutely shit, man. Look, I asked for lubricated rubbers. These aren't lubricated rubbers, you understand that? Hey, what am I, Masters and Johnson? You want lubes, buy your own. All right, I'll buy my own. Well, let me tell you something, pal. I ain't paying for these. You got that? I got that. <laughs> I ain't paying for these non-lubricated rubbers. <laughs> Masters and Johnson, is that like a play on Johnson and Johnson? I don't know. Because they is make, like you know, creams, and I'm sure they make spermicides and lubes. Masters and Johnson. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. I got that. <laughs> Jason Alexander is never afraid to kind of dish it back at Glazer, which is kind of funny because you'd think he would just pummel Jason Alexander, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been warned. One more thing, and he's kicked out of camp by Todd. Well, I think Glazer is more uh, bark than bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that way. This is the same scene right after this. Uh, Alfred's just sitting in his bunk, and you can hear Cropsy was outside lurking. Well, he goes up to the window, and Alfred sees his you know, disfigured face through the window and screams, and everyone's like, well, what happened? And you know, they don't find anybody outside. But that was the one thing where it seemed like they were really trying to make it seem as if Alfred was the killer because he's always lurking around spying on people. They kept on trying to kind of correlate those two. Right. But like, that's the one scene where you know definitively that it's not him. Yeah. So Masters and Johnson uh, was a research team composed of William H. Masters and Virginia E. Johnson, and they uh, pioneered research into the nature of human sexual response and the diagnosis and treatment of sexual disorders and dysfunctions Hmm. from 1957 until the 1990s. Were they famous enough that people in the 80s would have gotten that reference? Well, they would have still been active. Would have been in its heyday, would've probably. Been, uh, yeah, but I mean, how big a news It was the roaring that be? 80s, Jason. Everybody knew these research scientists? <laughs> well, they were pioneers. I guess. They pioneered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the pioneers of know, lube. The lube guys. <laughs> there was a focus of the TV series Masters of Sex on Showtime. Ah. Hmm. It's all coming together. Here, it's a great show. (laughs) I haven't seen it. But yeah, uh, George is just like the red of camp. Like the red from Shawshank Redemption. He's a guy that can get you what you need. He supplies everybody. Although, Glazer's not paying this time. You call him George, even though. Yeah. (laughs) It's better, I mean, Dave. His name is Dave. But his name's George. I mean, come on. Can't stand (laughs) you. It's <laughs> George Costanza. <laughs> it's it is really weird seeing him with a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even really look like it's thinning yet. Yeah, he's got a pretty no. full head of hair. He must have been in his uh, early to mid twenties, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Fisher Stevens also looks so young and scrawny that I was surprised that Short Circuit was only five years after this, right? And then like he developed an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then later in life... Why he did be- he play a foreigner in short circuit? 
<laughs> they didn't even say where he was from. He's like a fez. So uh, Jason Alexander was born September 23rd, 1959. So he'd been, uh, what, 22, 23? Yeah, probably more like 21, because they probably made it early 81. There you go. Not That's how math works. Yeah. Maybe he didn't turn 22 yet. Who knows? Maybe it was May 1980. Well, it was written before Friday the 13th, so. <laughs> yeah, that came out in 1980. Yeah. So. Although okay. they claim Tom Savini turned down uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 to do the burning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's the word on the street. So then they all decide to go on a canoe trip. And pretty much everyone at the camp, seems like. Because, I mean, well, there's people, when they come back to camp, there's people there, but very few. They take so many canoes out there. Most of the canoes have three people. It seemed like it was a certain age group because they have a scene in, like, the dining hall, and there are, like, tons of people. Yeah, there, right? there are a lot of little kids in there. That's true. Yeah. Um, I forget what the context was, but I wrote down a line. Uh, if Glazer straightens up, Sally, you better run. <laughs> and I don't know what that is in uh if he straightens if his dick hardens <laughs> <laughs> i can't assume that's what it meant but uh, and he's behind her <laughs> she should run forward <laughs> and not look back because he doesn't have any rubbers because he got <laughs> they've got the wrong kind <laughs> although dave offered to buy spermicide for the girls yeah that was nice of him yeah thoughtful <laughs> hey he's trying to pay for a woman's contraception now there's a man who's progressive in 1981, mm-hmm. he's he's like the uh, the original male feminist because <laughs> all he does is jerk off and worry worry about other people jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they take canoes up there. They have a grand old time, splashing each other. Mm-hmm. They set up camp. One of the canoes sinks. Did you see that when they're going oh. down the river and? They're goofing off, and then one of them just goes down. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Took on too much water. It was, uh, it was one of them in the back. Hmm. And then they had a abandoned ship. So our next clip here is from the campfire that they built that night where Todd tells the story of Cropsey. And he knows just a little bit too much info about the story. It's kind of a spoiler, like, oh, yeah, him. He's a good, he's a good uh, storyteller. There was a camp not far from here, just across the lake. It was called Camp Blackfoot. No one goes there anymore. Everything burnt down. There's nothing left except the ruins. Now this camp had a caretaker, a really evil bastard. And his name was Cropsey. Everyone hated Cropsey. For a start, he was a drunk. Two bottles of whiskey a day, no problem. Like, most of the time, he's somewhere out in space. But if he caught you, look out. Because Cropsey could strip the paint off the walls just by breathing on them. (laughs) Now, this Cropsey was a sadist. I mean, he got real pleasure out of hurting people, scaring them. And he had these garden shears, you know? The kind with long, thin blades. He carried them all the time, wherever he went. 
and he had this kind of demonic way of looking at you. One time, this Cropsy really went after this kid from Brooklyn, followed him around night and day. He made this kid's life living hell. But this time, he chose the wrong guy because the kid and some of his buddies had planned a little prank that would scare the living shit out of Cropsy. Only problem was, the gag went wrong. The next thing anyone knows, Cropsy's trapped alive and burning in his bunk. They try to get him out, but the fire's so fierce they can't reach him. All they can do is stand outside and listen to him cry out in agony. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. And as he screamed out, burned alive, he cried out, I will return. I will have my revenge. They never found his body. He survived. He lives on whatever he can catch. Eats them raw, alive, no longer human. Right now, he's out there watching. Doc was dressed up in a looks like a cloak and a mask, bloody mask with a knife. Was it was it Eddie, right? Oh, Eddie, yeah, sorry, oh. not Woodstock. Eddie, Woodstock was like you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, Cropsy uh, story is apparently pretty popular uh, urban legend on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Made a documentary about it. Yeah, I've seen that documentary. They did not mention the burning. <laughs> yeah. The story in the documentary is slightly different than the the story in the burning, but it's. I think similar. it's a lot. Not even slightly, is it? It's just a, a pedophile that was hiding out in the abandoned buildings in Staten Island, out in the woods. More, more or less, yeah. And then snatching up kids. Minus, <laughs> minus the burning part. <laughs> yeah. Like the the part where he's eating children and shit like that. That's that's the similarity. I see. But uh, yeah. Um, and after this, this is uh, the biggest example of Eddie being an asshole raper, sexual, serial sexual assaulter. This is him and Karen as they're walking through the woods, and then uh, he wants to, he coerces her into taking a skinny dip with him because yep. no one else is around, you know. Because <laughs> he didn't have a hotel room to do it in. <laughs> You know, that little joke you played back at the campfire wasn't very funny. Oh, you don't think so, huh? Not that you scared me, but... Yeah, of course not. Eddie, is there really a cropsy maniac? Sure there is. He's from my neighborhood. You know what he does? He takes these paper bags, see? He fills them with dog shit. Then he lights them, leaves them in front of somebody's door. When they open the door, they... <laughs> All like that. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah, no. I'm crazy for you. 
I can't figure you out. No? I mean, first you tell me you like me, and then ten seconds later you're looking off here, you're looking off there like you don't even know who I am. I do like you, Eddie. But... For what? You're always talking about how many women you've had. I don't want to be just another statistic. Uh, Karen, knock it off, will you? Come on. If, if two people like each other, if they want each other, so you do it. Now, what's wrong with that? Now, we like each other, right? And we're alone. Now, you can't blame me for trying, can you? Come on, what do you say? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <coughs> All right, let's take a swim. What? Now? I haven't got yeah. a swimsuit. So who needs a bathing suit? Who's going to see you here? You. You're free to do what you want. I'm taking a dip. Eddie? What? Promise? Hey. Relax. I'm just going to take a quiet swim around and head back to the camp. Stop fighting it. Why'd you come? Why'd you even come out here then? Like, well, you just promised that you wouldn't do anything. You were just gonna swim. <laughs> I think our first complaint is, you know, always talk about all the women you've been with. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you bragging about that to this girl you're trying to get? <laughs> That's makes also it, Harvey Weinstein. Makes her feel real special. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, you always hear about the dinners where he'd talk about all the actresses yeah. he's been fucking. <laughs> That's yeah. I think that's uh, Harvey Weinstein, you know, as a character. Hey, you wanna let's just talk about that documentary you saw a little bit of now, Jason. Okay, tell us what happened in that documentary. Uh, so there's this Frontline documentary, I believe. I think it's called Weinstein. Uh, kind of about the recent developments, but I kind of just skipped to the part about the burning. I was curious to see if something happened that early, and there were a couple people, I believe. Uh, that worked on the movie that had uh, <clears throat> not so great experiences with him. And, I mean, it sounded 
like he had the same mo like from the very beginning where he gets mm-hmm. a girl in his hotel room and he walks out of the bathroom and he's just got a towel on that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, yeah just creepy stuff i even have a there's a quote here from who so this is from she was an intern on the burning named paula wachowiak wachowiak something like that she was an intern she was delivering papers to him at uh his hotel room and he came out of the bathroom dropped his towel and you know he's making his move um like he dropped the towel to oh i'll I'll grab those papers yeah yeah so so here's her quote he sat on the bed with the folder over his groin and pointed to checks and asked me why we were paying for this or that uh he tried to encourage me by telling me what a fantastic opportunity it was for me to be part of this project I told him I was happy to be part of the project, but I would not touch him. He finally gave up and signed all the checks. She also claims he later asked her, so was seeing me naked the highlight of your internship? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that disgusting man. So why the fuck do you even come out here? (laughs) 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 So he's been doing the same fucking thing since 1980, 1981. At least. Yet nobody knew of any of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why this is a, it's a crock of fucking bullshit when anybody tells you that. Oh, I didn't. I'd, I'd maybe heard stories, but I didn't right. believe them. You heard stories <laughs> from fucking everybody because right. everybody had them. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she gets out and her clothes are missing because Cropsy took them. Was kind of spread them around the woods. Strewn across mm-hmm. the woods. And he makes quick work with her. And I was surprised that, you know, Eddie or nobody else heard the screams. Although I think he does grab her over the mouth and kind of muffles her. Yeah, I don't remember. But he kills her, you know, pretty gruesomely. She's dead. And then it cuts to the next morning and they're waking Eddie up saying, you know, where's Karen? She never came back last night. So he finally tells him what happened and. He's, they still, assume, he's still pissed about yeah, it. Given so yeah. much attitude. Still <laughs> pissed about it. They assume that she took one of the canoes and went back because now all the canoes are gone, all of them. Mm-hmm. And so they think maybe she accidentally let them, let them loose. Yep. So the Boy Scouts go to work and they they build a raft, although they they say something to the effect of, we need to you know find all the canoes. Let's all spread out and look for the canoes. And everyone's looking except for Todd and Michelle, who are sitting on rocks, <laughs> throwing little rocks into the into the into the river. And she's like, "What are you thinking about?" <laughs> or lake, I should say. It's a lake. And they're just sitting on their asses doing nothing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so yeah, they obviously they don't find any. They create a raft, and they choose four, uh, five people to go with to you know bring more canoes back up. And so it's Eddie. And um, Woodstock and three girls, I believe, or two girls at least. Yeah, I don't remember who. It's four or five people. Here's the big girl. I'm pretty sure she was there. Yeah. She was in the back. Tiger, maybe? Kind of surprised they sent the big girl on the raft. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. They're talking about, you know, bringing the. I don't know if there was a weight limit. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a raft that they made. They made that raft in about two hours. So right. it looked pretty sturdy, though. Yeah, it was a pretty. It but it's surprising how yeah good it looked for being two hours. They even 
built oars that were sticks wrapped together. Yeah. Yeah. Woodstock was a bad choice, though. You see how he was rowing? Yeah. <laughs> he had it like, you know, going along yep. with the water, so it wasn't mm-hmm. actually pushing anything. <laughs> and it was like a spindle that shape, way. anyways. Yeah. But, um, they get about, I don't know, I don't know if it's even halfway back, but one of the canoes is just sitting in the lake, and it's motionless, which is, okay, it's anchored. <laughs> it's not moving, <laughs> not floating anywhere. So, But they come upon it, and Cropsy jumps out with his shears and destroys everyone on that raft. Oh, yeah. That scene is fucking gnarly. It was a, it was a pretty solid scene. The highlight. It's one of the best kill scenes in all of 80s slashers, I think. I see it on a lot of top 10 lists. Or like 80s horror moment type yeah. things. The squirting blood out of the fingers. That yeah. was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, the scissors and the, or the shears in the neck. and mm-hmm. Just a fantastic scene. Like That scene is kind of worth seeing the movie alone. It's worth putting up with all the rapey vibes. and the... well, Plus you get to see Jason Alexander with hair. <laughs> Tom Savini's. You get to see his ass too. <laughs> <laughs> you not, do. not his uh, torso. Yeah, you didn't see the shrinkage. <laughs> you, you just saw the ass. He did not take his shirt off. He almost took his shirt off at one point, but it, yeah, no. Right didn't. at the when the raft comes floating back, yeah. you see him start to take it off, and then he's like, he puts it back on because because <laughs> somebody else jumped Todd in. shows up and yeah, and he's like, I'll let somebody else save the day. You don't need to see my nipples today. Yeah. That's well, this is happening. You know, Glazer's doing his best Eddie impression on Sally. Although <laughs> oh, wow. Sally's a little more receptive and was even says, Yeah, you do it later, maybe. But right. you know, with a wink. So he's like, All right, finally, even though he's pushing on her and And then when they actually do it, she seems totally nonplussed. Non what? Nonplussed. Non-plussed. She didn't seem very impressed either. Very unenthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, and well, then and then he finishes real fast. Mm-hmm. And she, well, yeah, that's she, it. She, she was. <laughs> it seems like she was in pain. So like, easy, bit. easy. Yeah. And then and then she got mad when he when he finished quick. Yeah, it was kind of like, well, you were just damn near crying. It seemed like from pain. And well, then, if he had the lubricated rubber, what if you had the spermicide? Get those dry rubbers on. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently these 18-year-old girls are just dried up old bags. <laughs> well, I don't know how good Glazer was with the foreplay kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. Just seemed like kind of just dive in there. Afterward, though, he was all about it. You know, building. He's going to go get some wood, build a nice fire. Yeah, okay, let's do it right this Warm time. Warm me up real good. Right. So he goes off looking for wood and... Alfred spying on him the whole time. <laughs> of course. So, but he just follows Glazer again because Cropsy comes up and kills Sally. Yeah. And then hides with her in the sleeping bag. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I, was like, I can't believe he fit in there. <laughs> Cropsy's a big dude. He fit in there with his whole head covered. Mm-hmm. And the shears and a dead body. Because <laughs> you could see uh, Sally's head, and then it was mm-hmm. like zipped up to her neck. And then uh, Glazer just like gradually uncovers her, and then all of a sudden Cropsy just pops up and sticks him with the shears. Lifts him up, <laughs> sticks him to a tree. That was pretty sweet, too. Yeah, the special effects in that one was really sweet. It was pretty seamless going through him, yeah. even when he's kind of shaking him a little bit on the blade. Mm-hmm. He's stuck in yeah, the tree. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then Alfred's uh, 
peeping comes in handy because he's finally <laughs> witnessed the murderer and he can go tell somebody what happened. Mm-hmm. Except, guys... for, except for he lets Todd just run into Cropsy's trap. and yeah. for Todd! Reason, for some reason, Cropsy doesn't finish off Todd. Yeah, well, he's running after Alfred. Can't let him get away. Mm-hmm. I guess. Alfred's n- or, uh, Todd's knocked out. I thought Todd was done for, but then... Uh, he just got nicked in the head. He he just shakes it off pretty quickly. I mean, he has a decent amount of blood coming down his face and neck and body when he shows up back at the, the second camp. Like the main camp. No, I'm talking about when he oh. comes upon the canoers as the raft is coming back. Oh, yeah. Because the raft floats back, and mm-hmm. it seems like everyone's just kind of laying on there sleeping. <laughs> so Michelle says, I'll go check it out. And you guys playing a prank. You know, she comes over, and all of a sudden... I think it's Eddie's hand or arm flies off on her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forget what Dave said, but I wrote down that Dave is a real comedian at that point. Because he makes a joke about something. He makes some joke about the people on the raft. Yeah. And I forget what it was, but it was, you know, just cracking jokes all the time. Good old Dave. Did you guys think it was weird when... Uh... So Alfred wakes up because he sees Glazer come and get you know, firewood or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like sleeping next to this blazing fire. So like at that point, it looked like it was like the middle of the night or something. But then it was getting to be supposed to be early morning or something. Because it seemed yeah, like... It was supposed to be, I think, at, where in Sally the and, Where Sally and Glazer was, it was like daytime. And then he went to the main camp and it was pitch black right and then they went back to where sally was and it was daytime again but they were they were talking like it was the middle of the night well especially when alfred goes and wakes up todd and todd's like you know what time it is like it it seemed like it kept switching between night and day i got confused by that too yeah the editing was a little off speaking of daytime another reason this movie is unique is that it features kills almost exclusively in daytime or in daylight Mm-hmm. There's all I mean yeah. the prostitutes killed at night in the dark. Karen kind of is in the dark. I guess you could say the the, the Glazer Sally thing's kind of in the dark, but the, you know the raft is in the daylight. Um, they're chasing him around in the daylight. I don't know even the Sally one was kind of in the daylight. Yeah, well that's what we were talking about. Like that portion of the scene was daytime, but yeah. then they'd go to a different location in the same time period and it was nighttime mm-hmm. and then they go back and it would be daytime even though it like no time had elapsed though it kind of seemed like glazer had set up his little love camp about 30 minutes away from the campfire and alfred and everyone else he wanted some right. privacy for him and his lady yeah i mean it's only 30 minutes away but you don't need a yeah. campfire at his thing to, to see anything but the other one you do yeah so Fucking Alfred, just creeping on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not sympathetic whatsoever. So then I was surprised that they, after they find all the dead people on the raft, they decide to use that raft and try again. <laughs> they pretty much load everyone else on there and like, okay, we're going to camp to get help. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want to go through the woods because it was you know rough terrain for miles. It's just forest, thick forest. Yeah, that's what he... That's what they said. And then they get back to the 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 home camp or whatever and Michelle's like telling Jeff about how everybody's dead out there and Jeff's like, What? Are you 
are you joking? I don't believe you. <laughs> and she's just like covered in blood and like the raft. There's like a raft. Why is there a raft there? <laughs> yeah. And everybody's all crying and shit. And he's like, oh, whatever. Fuck you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> she calls the cops and they uh, agree to send a helicopter. So yeah. She's going to hop in the boat with Jeff, you said his name was? Yeah, Jeff was the, the guy back at the camp. Which is just basically a little fishing boat. Probably has about a 15, 20 horse motor on it that just puts along up the river. Mm-hmm. But she gets back in, a, I guess, a decent amount of time. She's all She's complaining about it, it. Why doesn't it go faster? Yeah. It's yeah. a small motor. It's as fast as it can go. <laughs> in the meantime, you know, Alfred and Todd are running for their lives because it's, he's mostly chasing Alfred around. And Todd finally kind of catches up after he. Alfred is caught, which is kind of weird that he... I don't wonder if Cropsy is trying to use Alfred to lure Todd in. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't kill him right away. He captures him. He, like, props him up with the, the shears. Yeah, he takes him in that old... Whatever that building was. Do you think that was the old camp? It was, camp a, copper, it was a copper mine. Oh, right. They had okay. the carts in there. That's yep. it. It was some sort of mine. I got confused because there's a part in that scene where one of the cars is up on the top <laughs> I of the track too. and it comes down. And then he opens the door and sees one of the girls killed in there. And then he closes it. And then they redo like the whole scene again. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down too. <laughs> I don't know, is that... Because Todd like, sneaks uh, in there. He has an axe. And he's looking around. Yeah. Calling up for Alfred. And that you can see crops. He must have pushed that cart. Yeah. And it falls all the way down the rails. And he has to dive out of the way. Crashes into another cart at the end, mm-hmm. and then yeah, he go. He finds, I believe, Karen, that is hung up like Texas Chainsaw in yeah. the closet, and then he comes back out, and the car is not there anymore. It's I, up at the top. I thought it was like, is that like a dream sequence or like a, <laughs> a fake out ending? Or I guess I think it was just bad editing. Scooby Doo ending number one. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i was so confused like and then he like he repeated the same line again like from before <laughs> like did you just forget to cut that out <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here cropsy shows up with a uh flamethrower that was pretty cool yeah he actually wants to get revenge and burn todd this time this is a fucking use it yeah. he's got a flamethrower and he loses to an axe well it's a pretty weak one because well, uh, he didn't shoot it at all well, I, it didn't look like it was the one that it was like an industrial. F- this wasn't an Elon Musk flamethrower here. <laughs> but, um, the, I mean, Todd uses it at the end, and it's it's pretty solid. Because Alfred wiggles out of that, out of the shears and stabs Cropsy in the back. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Right in the back of the neck. <laughs> yeah. And he goes down, and then I forgot that he, you know, does the... That was another, you know, that's an 80s trope where he comes back, you know, supposedly from the dead. Yeah. And then that axe to the face, mm. oh that God. was fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Savini, they got their money, money's worth out of Tom Savini in this movie. Oh, yeah. While he's on fire. Gets yeah, the well, they burn him the after face. he gets the axe, after mm-hmm. the axe, because Alfred comes over and it's almost like he freaks out again, even though he's, crops, oh, he's that's right. like, yeah. kind of, I guess nailed to the post with that axe through his face. (laughs) And so Alfred goes over and then sets him on fire. So don't you want the evidence to prove that Cropsy existed? Like I said, I don't know why Cropsy didn't just light them both up. Yeah. I mean, he had them dead to rights and then he he pussied out. I guess. 
didn't want to pull the trigger. Kept on trying to draw it out longer and scare him more. He wanted to make him really suffer. Oh, man. He's a real sadist. Yeah, which is Todd's the only one who fucked him over in the beginning. <laughs> That's still there mm-hmm. at the end. And no one else is at the camp that I could see. I'm starting to think that Todd was just made up all that stuff about him being a sadist and torturing kids <laughs> <laughs> to make him feel better about <laughs> burning him alive. Yeah, it's hard to tell what the real story was because they tell this, the Cropsey story a couple times later in the movie and it mm-hmm. seems like it's kind of embellished. Yeah. In the beginning, though, when those kids are talking about the prank, you know, they're talking about Cropsey has a yeah. come and he really beat yeah. the hell out of that one yeah. kid. But, you know, they show so little of Cropsey and like... I mean, they don't show any of his, like, personality or anything. Mm-hmm. They just show him sleeping in bed, so it's hard to say. Yeah, he just right. looks, he does kind of look like a drunk sleeping it off, but yeah, true. that's about it. He could peel the paint with his breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Todd's like, you know, the kids tried to put it out, but all they could do is stand outside and watch. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't Holy try shit. to put it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, score was also, I think, a highlight of the movie. The score was pretty cool pretty unique Mm. it kind of helps that it wasn't a franchise so that it wasn't you know it wasn't known like another friend like friday the 13th or halloween stuff like that right so it's kind of like oh i have this is a slasher theme i haven't heard before somewhat (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah closing thoughts what else did you guys think what did we miss i don't know if we missed anything yeah Got any fun oh. facts? Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. What? I didn't mention uh, apparently Weinstein wants to make a documentary himself about himself. <laughs> I don't know how he plans on making that work, but trying to make a comeback. He's going to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> like the Dave Chappelle, written and directed by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Just like Antoine Fisher wrote his own movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Gotta tell the tale. You have any more uh, fun facts, Brett? I th- I think I got mine all peppered in. All mine were peppered in throughout, so okay. I, I didn't really save anything for the end. All right. Here's a fun fact: two cast members named Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that should about do it. So coming up, we'll be doing Child's Play. I think we'll do Child's Play next. And then, uh, Jason, we got to have you pick something for a horror movie. Okay. And you got to show up for it. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys do Carrie? No, we no. haven't done Carrie, oh, I don't think. That was one of my favorites. That'd be a, a good one to do. You do that. That could sure. even be a breakdown, maybe, because it's in, held in such high esteem. All you need is uh, the end and then the scene where uh, John Travolta's girlfriend talks to him while giving him a bj (laughs) (laughs) you don't get the full effect if you can't see the the scene yeah because then it just it's a little confusing sounds normal yeah audio you don't remember that scene no it's been a while since i saw it they're in the car going to get the pig's blood Mm. Mm. i don't know yeah we'll have a bunch of horror movies on deck um perhaps slumber party massacre I recently watched the trilogy, and that is a whole lot of fun. But yeah, just stay tuned. We'll be doing more mini-apps with Recently Seen coming up and news. Jason and I will talk about our trip, or separate trips that we took coincidentally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
in the same area. But yeah, reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Please rate and review, subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. And you can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you lost my case.